Welcome to the Stirred Up Podcast. It is August 3rd. We are apologizing in advance for us releasing this podcast a day late. Uh, I will let Peyton also describe on why we are releasing this a day late. But essentially today we are talking about uh, Bryson getting the word Brooksy banned from the PGA Tour. Bishop Sycamore High School football team, and we're also going to talk about Tour Championship Round 1, recap, and how we think the tournament's going to end, uh, Week 1 college football picks and parlays, and we're going to end with the NFL East divisions, AFC East, NFL East, or AF- NFC East, can't even say it right because they're so bad, alright, let's go. Let's just jump right into the, I don't even know what you'd call it, the the biggest fake of the century, the uh, biggest Houdini Houdini act, I guess you would say, as Bishop Sycamore just fools everyone at ESPN to get a game uh, against IMG Academy on the uh, Friday night kickoff weekend that they do for high school football. Uh, anyone doesn't know what Bishop Sycamore is, uh, you shouldn't because they're not real. It was a fake high school. Their coach is, has an arrest warrant out. Uh, their players are all the ages of 20 to 30. They're all like – it's like beer league, almost football. Um, they played two, day, two games in three days. And the fact that these guys who are – played JUCO football, D1 football, that, and then ended up getting kicked out, D2 football – and are old, like 25 years old, and played IMG Academy, who, yes, is a top, a perennial powerhouse for football, but they're still high school kids. They're all under 18, 18 or under. They got absolutely mollywopped 58 to nothing. They didn't even put up a point. Yeah. I just don't know how this high school that's going to play IMG Academy, one, how ESPN doesn't find out, that this is not a real high school. And two, why is IMG Academy scheduling a game with this team? Yeah, that's more surprising too, is how does IMG schedule that game? You know what I mean? How do they not know it's not a real fucking high school? Or they do know and then just go, fuck it. We're, I mean, game on ESPN. Well, well I did I did do some research on that because I saw an article, I guess, um, with the, it was about that quarterback that yeah. Bishop Sycamore had. Um, and I, he said he's the oldest one on the team at 19. Oh. Um, but he said he missed his senior year last year, um, obviously with COVID reasons. And so he went to this school for an opportunity. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's it. I, from what I know, this it's a Bishop Sycamore is actually, it is a real high school. I'm not saying it's a fake high school. It's a real high school, but 
their classes are a hundred percent online. There's no in-person yeah. learning. They, well, yeah, they will obviously, and they faked, you know, that they had a ton of recruits. Yeah. Um, yeah. My thing too, is how does it, the ESPN does their own rankings? Yeah. And they were ranked players and they were ranked. Like and how, yeah. How, how do you like not get your facts on that before a nationally televised game? Like every know. person, there's probably 15 people associated with that. And every single thing, one of them needs to be fired. And the funniest thing and I is, hope Stephen A is one of them. <laughs> the funniest thing is, is uh, ESPN hasn't even, I haven't seen a statement put out by them. I haven't seen anything said from the ESPN side on how this high school team even got on ESPN. No, they, they blamed, they, they blamed it on uh, Port uh, Paragon Sports something. No, so or, they're putting uh, the blame on somebody else, huh? Some weird, yeah, thing for scheduling the game. But, yeah, they didn't take any uh, any blame for it. Any blame. Yeah. So, hey, I have, I had a – we usually do a week uh, uh, per episode cheers to being great. Bishop Sycamore was almost my cheers. Um, but my cheers will be coming later for this, uh, this being our living thing on why it is my – Toast to greatness on the day. Um, and now we're going to talk, we're going to segue into the tour championship or golf news before we start talking about uh, round one that happened today. Um, so Bryson, at the end of the uh, Northern Trust, not Northern Trust, at the end of the BMW championship, but he had that epic six-hole playoff against Patrick Cantley. Instead of him jumping in the golf cart to go back up to the clubhouse he walked up there he gave us his hat to a kid signed some things kept walking 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 and then the guys right when brooks passed or bryson passed him right when bryson passed that uh, spectator spectator yelled way to go brooksy bryson turned around or walking towards him and said get this fucking guy out of here and they started going like almost chest to chest this is written on the by ESPN. I saw it on the, the golf news in the, in the morning the next day, and they're talking about it. Um, and then the next day, the PGA CEO or PGA commissioner, PGA tour commissioner, said if anyone doesn't say their the, the player's real name towards them, they will be kicked out of the tournament. So essentially, Bryson got the word Brooksy banned from PGA tour. Incredible. I I don't know how. I mean, one the joke. I the joke has been been going on for months now, but the fact that this joke, the word Brooksy, has gotten under his skin so much to the fact where now the word is banned. I think is absolutely hilarious. Dude, Brooks Kepka is doing Michael Phelps breaststrokes, just all inside of Bryson Shamo's brain. Yeah, it's unreal. Twenty four seven. It's it's almost it's comical on how it affects him this much to an extent to where the word now has to be banned. Um, which I, mean, I get. How soft is the PGA too, though? For you know, yeah, what I mean, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I just I don't know. I guess the thing is, is I don't. I think the Brooksy uh, joke is now well. It's ran its course, well past its deadline. I mean, it's been going on for months now. But, yeah, I mean, you can call Bryson other things. You don't have to call him Brooksy. You can call him other things. Um, but, hey, you know, Bryson would be Bryson, man. He's not uh, he's not a huge, well-liked guy on tour. He's kind of awkward. He's kind of weird. Uh, 
I just think like when I think of Bryson, I think of obviously I've met him a couple times before. Uh, not very long interactions, just kind of said hi, met him, whatever. But when you watch him on the match and how cringy he was during the match with Aaron Rodgers, Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady, it was almost just like it was it physically was like I can't I can't stand him. He's got no social game. No social game. Like he had like all these jokes and he like said all of them within by whole like whole three. And then he was just being weird the whole time. He called Aaron Rodgers bro every every other word. I don't know. It was just weird. He's super cringy. Um, that's probably why he's not well liked. And now he got the word Brooksy banned from the PGA tour. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, another thing, this is my toast to greatness. Toasting to the butterfly that slam dunked. Brooks Kepka's putt on hole three, gave him a birdie from 40 feet away. Butterfly, that was very nice of you. Butterfly. Butterfly. Butterfly, this one's for you. Superior light beer, um, less filling, great tasting. McLove Ultra. Thanks, Butterfly. Uh, I don't know if you saw it because you were at work. The uh, fans, have any of the Starnacks haven't seen it. Um, Brooks was on hole three putting today, earlier today. He putted, and it, it wasn't only him it happened to a couple other players on that hole so i guess like that green was that butterfly's home but he putted the ball and then the butterfly just kept hitting the the ball from behind while it was going towards the hole and then it went in and as soon as the ball went in the butterfly flew away so i think it was hilarious commentators were talking about it um everybody was like full luck butterfly seemed like a bee after that doing all the quotes but I think that was funny when I saw that. Um, also on the PGA Tour, you know, show, you know who's you know whose ball that uh, butterfly didn't help. Bryson's. Bryson's. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the him in a second. Um, so you know how I was talking about the PGA Tour, uh, the Tour Championship. However, it's a staggered start. So instead of them playing all even par to start the rounds, um, they're all coming in with a score right now based on their. Um, Fedex Cup points and where they are in the standings. And I said last week, or the podcast before, I can't remember, that the leader was 10, started 10 under, then second all the way down. I was wrong. So leader starts at 10 under. Patrick Cantley came in starting 10 under. Second place was Tony Fiona. He started two shots back at eight under. Bryson was seven. Rom was six. Cameron Smith was five. Four under was a, a bunch of other guys. Then it was three under, a bunch of guys, one under. Yeah, two under, one under, even par. And that was how everyone was. And I didn't know that two-shot lead that Patrick Cantley had. That's a – two shots is a lot. And oh, Fino, Fino shot two over today too. Yeah, so that's a lot of room. Like, you go Justin Thomas, who you think could easily – he can go low. But to start a tournament six shots back of Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas so, – I mean – Going into a tournament and just trying to say to yourself, I have to be seven shots better than, I mean, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley. I mean, these are, you know, top 10 golfers in the world. And yeah. you got to be six shots better than them that weekend. Yeah. You have to be six. Yeah. Even like Rory's eight shots back. Calmar, and that's Collins, just him. Seven. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not even the whole field. So um, after round one, uh, Patrick Cantley shot three under. Got into the clubhouse at 13 under. John Rahm ended, uh, he had a good day, five under. Uh, he was five, uh, he was four shots back, ended up coming in a, 
and in the clubhouse at 11 under. Harry Inglis, Bryce Nishamba, both at eight under. Victor Hovland had a good round. Um, but man, that Patrick Cantley being that two shots up, man, it just that's just crazy to think that, you know. After watching golf tournaments and how much I'm into golf, to win a golf tournament, you only have to be one or two strokes better than the other person throughout the whole all four days. A putt, one putt. It's one putt, one, chip, it's one better one chip. fairway. And the fact that he's starting five, six shots better than a Brooks Kepka, a Justin Thomas, a Victor Hovland. The guys can easily go out and shoot 60, but that's not going to make a big difference if this guy's already six shots up. If he just has to go in and do what he did is shoot three under par all week, he'll come in at 12 under, 22 under, like just uh, Dustin Johnson did last year and Rory McIlroy did the year before and walk away with a, with a $15 million purse. Um, so that's just what I think. I personally still think John Rom could win after today. Just help, just watching. It didn't look. It you gotta be like, close, right? Yeah, he's he's two shots back. He's eleven under. He's a, he's solo second right now. Oh, he's right. He's there. He's right. I, there. Yeah. Now I think that I think Rom is a guy that can easily go sixty-three, seven, eight under, and without blinking an eye, without making it look terribly difficult. It looked like an everyday round for him if he shoots 63. So yeah, that's man, why. His, his whole game has changed since he switched to those Calloweezies and Jordans on his feet. Yeah. He's got a lot of confidence. Yeah. So, and John Rom just seemed like he shot an easy five under today. He just kind of hit his ball in the fairway, hit on the green. If he made his putt, he made his putt. It didn't seem too difficult of a five under. So after watching him today, I think I could, I can definitely see him winning. And I personally think he deserves a win because he's played the best out of anyone all year. Uh, I feel like he's he's had so many top top tens. I mean, he's won he won the U.S. Open. Um, he's played well. I don't even know how months and months he's. I think he's the number one player in the world right now. So I can see him totally winning. I I would put money on him to win. Personally, that would be my pick. I like I like Rombo. He's gonna yeah. play well the rest of the weekend yeah. for sure. So yeah, and I guess this is a for those guys on the bubble. You know, Colin Morikawa is not gonna win it. Um, Justin Thomas probably isn't gonna win it. Brooks probably isn't gonna win it. This is a big weekend for the United States team for these guys to have one more tournament before they have to go on the Ryder Cup and get ready and tune in their games before. Uh, obviously, they're not thinking that they're trying to go low. But, you know, we need to call Mark. Mark call Mark has been playing well the last couple of weeks. Um, Jordan Spieth hasn't been playing terribly well, but all these guys are definitely going to the Ryder Cup, so we need them to play well in order to beat the Europeans because we've just been getting our fucking asses kicked the last couple of years by the Europeans. So this is a – this week I think would be a big week for these guys to get their game styled in. Well, we, won the, we won the most recent one with no. uh, Tiger. as the Yeah, that, that was a President's Cup. This is a Ryder Cup. Was that two years? Or was that last year or two years ago? It was two years ago. So the President's Cup was two years ago when they went to Australia and they faced everyone, the internationals, so everyone but the people in Europe. Yeah. So they faced like Louis, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, so those players. But this year they're going to be facing like Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, uh, John Rahm. Um, yeah. So those type of players. So I think it, I mean, they haven't been playing well. Um, they've lost, I think, the last two Ryder Cups. So um, 
I just know it'll be absolutely rocking out there and whistling in, in Wisconsin. So hopefully these guys do we see there. a tiger sighting? I have no idea. I think we do. That would be amazing. But I think the thing is, is like Tiger is, if he shows up, it will be an absolute fucking circus there. Absolute circus. No, he'll have his own booth and all that. He'll have a cart and he'll just be like driving around the players. But I think more people just want to see him. I mean, he hasn't been in public since he got, he broke his leg. It's a car accident. So I think I don't think he would do that. I, I think he's I think he would stay at home and just watch it like he's been doing normally. But I would that would be absolutely epic if he just decided just to show up, give a little USA some juice on that final Sunday to bring home the bring home the trophy. All right. Let's segue to some uh, some college let's, football. Let's segue to this. The fucking rebels are getting their ass kicked right now by Eastern Washington. <laughs> And it is embarrassing, dude. Uh, oh my god, we were one and a half point. The the fact that we were it was even one and a half points. Um, yeah, against Eastern Washington, and this is our next three games. We play at ASU, home against Iowa State, and then we play Fresno. You're gonna be coming. You're gonna playing at you playing Bro, at Fresno. Iowa State and ASU are gonna fucking dog us. You guys are gonna come to. You guys are gonna come to. It's uh, at Fresno. You guys to come to the valley. 0-3, and the dogs are on our way out. 0-4. Yeah, on our way out. 0-4, and the dogs are follow favorite. Unless Martell 20. takes over, as soon as we'll Tate see. Martell takes over, we are going to be on a fucking roll. We'll see. So, uh, week one officially college football season. We have there's giant games all weekend. Saturday, I got a bunch of buddies coming over, watching game day. Then we're not moving from the couch until that last game Saturday night. Uh, so the biggest games on this weekend, uh, Ohio State played Minnesota today, which was a great game. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. Boise State is playing UCF right now as well. I believe Boise State's last I checked was up three. In the, uh, now they're UCF's down. UCF's winning. Now UCF is up six with yeah. the start of the fourth, so they still got time. Um, and then Saturday is a full slate of the big games. So you got 19 Penn State versus 12 Wisconsin. 17 Indiana versus 18 Iowa, 14 Miami versus number one Alabama, number five Georgia versus number three Clemson, and then you got the dogs facing number 11 Oregon and Oregon. So there's a bunch of uh, big games. I mean, all these ranked games at the Big Ten to start the season has to be tough. Um, yeah, I'm looking at uh, – I was just checking that highlights for the uh, Ohio State-Minnesota game. Yeah. There's a watch the, that game. The Ohio State game was very good. Uh, I started watching midway through, like the first quarter, almost the second quarter. It was I was in class. Uh, I didn't see the start of it, but when I turned it on, it was ten to seven, um, Ohio State. And through the first half, it was kind of rocky. Uh, Ohio State was they weren't they weren't playing better. I just think the thing of watching the team. Versus the years before, when you watch Ohio State, they're like their players that are there. They start when they're freshmen and they stay there for three years, and then when they're juniors. And this is a year where most of the guys that are playing are young. All of them are usually COVID freshmen, COVID sophomores. Haven't been playing a lot. I mean, you have Justin Fields. You have all these guys that you know just left went to the draft. 
Um, they so do have the guess. best. They do have the best receiver uh, core. Yeah, that's they have Kristen Alava, who came backwards a huge thing. He had two huge um, touchdowns. He had a sixty-one yard touchdown, a thirty-five yard touchdown today. Um, it just looked like in the first half they're a little rocky, and then you know the second half, um, Minnesota was just, just scrapping their 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 running back who had two touchdowns and 150 yards rushing by the middle of the third quarter got hurt. So that was a big, a big blow to them. Um, but it just looked like, I mean, like I always say in college football, well, I'm going to be saying this all always in college football, recruits and athletes win you games in college football. And then the coaching happens when you have Ohio state team play Minnesota and you have five star recruits everywhere on the field, Eventually, that team is going to end up winning. And Ohio State in the second half just proved they have just way better athletes. Minnesota, Minnesota's um, back end could just not keep up with any players, any skilled players for Ohio State. It just it literally looked like it looked like me trying to catch a dog if it was running in circles. It just you just it's not going to happen. I just couldn't do it. So that's just what it looked like. The defenders just couldn't tackle anybody. Everyone was running right open. Um, they're running through tackles. It seemed like every run was eight yards. Every every pass, every completion was fifteen to twenty. They just couldn't stop them in the second half. So Ohio State kind of pulled away in the end. But I do think Minnesota will be a good Big Ten team this year. I can see it winning nine to ten games. Um, oh, he's a on, great coach. Great coach, and just depending on their schedule and who they end up playing and Fleck, right? Whatever. PJ Fleck. Yep. And their their offense, from what I was watching, is very old. They're all seniors. They're all like or seen as uh, COVID seniors where they've been here. This is their sixth year, fifth year, whatever it is. So I think it'll be good. Um, but on to the rest of the the slate on Saturday. My parlay. I have a three team parlay. I'm taking all of these are with with the points and the spread. I'm taking Wisconsin with the points minus four and a half. Um, I think Wisconsin is a better team than they produced on the field last year. Against uh, who? Penn State, number 19. Um, Graham, Graham Mertz got COVID last year, middle of the year. Those first two games, people were talking about him, him winning the highest men last year. I think he had nine touchdowns in two games to start the season. Um, so I think him having a full offseason, he was a true freshman last year as well. Him having a full offseason, a lot of guys coming back on Wisconsin. Um, and finally, they can have, you know, jump around in the third quarter, pack, pack the Camp Randall. Um, I think Wisconsin is easily more, they will win more than four and a half points. I think they won by. 10 to 10 to 13, I think over Penn state. That's my first one. My second team is Alabama. They play Miami. It's a, they're an 18 point, 18 and a half point favorite. I feel like every year Bama plays these ECC Pac-12 big 12 teams in the beginning of the year. And the spreads are always like this. They think it's going to be a good game between number one and like number 10 USC and number 15 Miami, or even like number 21 Texas. They're going to beat them by 30. They're going to crush them. It's not even going to be close. They're going to win by 35. It's going to be a blowout by the first quarter or by the, by the third quarter. So I, I take Alabama with the points. They're going to crush them. Um, I think they're playing that game in Atlanta. So I'll, I mean, Bama's played in Atlanta 
I feel like three it's damn times near home a, stadium. Damn yeah, they play there three times a year. I feel like because they're they're always an SEC championship game. They play the the first game of the year, and sometimes a national championship game. So it's a home field home field advantage for them. Um, but I think the only thing that could hurt that is that Miami's quarterback is is a six year, uh, uh, Denar King, who played at uh, Houston and transferred to Miami, played pretty well last year and then got hurt coming back this year. So I think that could be the only thing that's on the wild card. Alabama's never played well against a uh, dual threat quarterbacks. That's always been like Alabama's MO. Uh, but I think they just blow them out of the water. And then my the third team to round it all out, as I'm taking Fresno State in the points, they are given 20 against Oregon and in Eugene. Um, We'll see how that goes. I don't know how I don't know anything about Oregon. I don't know how their team's gonna be. I don't know how friends of the state is gonna be. We did just play UConn, who might have been the worst college football team ever. Um, but that's who my three-team parlay is. I'm hoping that all three of the teams win because that'd be amazing. Um, friends of the state would, would uh, I don't even care if friends of the state wins, just make it competitive. Do I, th- I do I think they're gonna win? I don't know, but I would love to see them just be competitive against a top 25 team. The last time they played a top 25 team, they played Alabama and lost 65 to three. So I don't want to see that again. Oregon's going to have the number one pick this year. Uh, defensive end. Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. I hope he doesn't hurt our quarterback. So we'll see. So I'm just going to run a two team parlay for college football this week. Um, and both games are actually tomorrow. Um, and I'm taking North Carolina minus six against Virginia Tech. Um so North Friday Carolina's. night, right? The games are Friday yeah, night? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow night. Or Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so North Carolina, Virginia Tech, North Carolina's going to fucking hammer them. Sam Howell's back. Mac Jones, great coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Mac Jones, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, no. And then Duke. No, it's not Mac Jones. Uh, That's a fucking quarterback <laughs> for uh, the Patriots. Uh, Mac Brown. Mac Brown. God, what an idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mac Brown, fucking monster. Uh, and then yeah, I'm gonna take Duke money line against Charlotte. It's minus Duke. like two tw- uh, minus two twenty five. There you go. There's a two team parlay. Um, if anything, out of this weekend, just taking the fact of sold out college football games and just how much we've missed them. I was watching that Minnesota game. The first thing I thought of was like, I wish I could be in Minneapolis at this football game. It was 60,000 people jam-packed. It was raining, and everyone was wearing um, ponchos, and no one left the stadium. That's how much everyone loves college football, and I wish I, I, wish I could have been there or any game like that just because, you know, everything was so fucked up last year with COVID. So just happy that, you know, stadiums are finally going to be packed um, this year. Oh, so now sure. let's now let's go into NFL and what everyone's been waiting for. Um, we got the AFC East and the NFC least uh, predictions. Before we talk about the A, we're gonna start with the AFC East. Before I talk about the AFC East, which I made my I did my predictions a couple days ago, how I thought, and this was before Cam Newton got released from the Patriots. And now I'm since Mac Jones, a rookie, I don't – it changed my picks a little bit, but not terribly a lot because I still think they don't have the best roster um, in their division. 
So I don't think they were going to win. I did think with Cam Newton and if him coming back, hopefully I would have, what they were saying was he's fully healthy and a bunch of those defensive guys coming back from opt-out years last year that maybe they could have snuck into the playoffs and battled with Miami. But that's not what I have them this year. Um, but the fact that Cam Newton just got released is absolutely just insane. There has to be another team. Absolutely insane, dude. I am so mad. If if Bill Belichick can release Cam Newton like that and start Mac Jones, then Matt Nagy can grow some damn fucking balls and sit Andy Dalton and yeah. start Justin Fields. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, we'll see. I mean – I mean, Bill Belichick pretty much just laid his nutsack on Cam's forehead. Yeah, I, 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 I have this question: Do you, who do you think? I don't even who. When do you think the next time Cam Newton will sign with another team? We are eleven days actually from today. We are exactly a week away from Game One of the football season. There is, I don't think there's a big chance that he signs any any time soon with a team oh not this year i mean barring injuries yeah so i don't even know with what team he would sign with i feel like the only way he would sign with a team is if he knows he's going to be the starter for sure i think if the only way he does back up is it'll be in washington uh washington football team. yeah but i just don't think ron rivera wants him he had that chance last year to get him and he just said no didn't have a quarterback last year Dwayne that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying for, for as a backup. Oh yeah, and I don't think you. I think that's the only. That's the only thing. Team. I, that's the only team I think Cam would go to as a backup yeah. because of Ron Rivera. That makes sense. All right, so I'm going to run down uh, uh, the AFC East division for myself. I'm going to start with the the worst team in the division. Obviously, it's going to be the New York Jets. Um, I do think they will be better than they were last year. They had a better coach. I think Zach Wilson will be better than whoever their freaking quarterbacks were last year. Sam Darnold, uh, who else played last year? Sam Darnold played well when he did play, but he was hurt all the time. Joe Flacco was horrendous. Flacco was horrendous. And then they had some other guy play a little bit who was just fucking shit the bed every time. Their defense was horrendous last year. I think their defense will be a little bit better with Robert Sala. Um, so I, but I do think the Jets will go 4-13, and 13, strictly because they have, to, they have a tougher um, – have a tougher schedule, um, and their division isn't easy, especially with the Pats. I mean, they can't beat New England. They're not going to – they definitely can't beat Dol- the, the Dolphins. They won't beat the Bills. So, I think they'll take six losses just off of them. And then I think they could maybe get a couple wins every now and then if they play, like, the Jaguars or someone else like that. So, I don't – I think they could go four and three. That's a soft four and three. Um, I think the third-place team in my division is going to be the Patriots. I think they'll go eight and nine. Um, with Cam Newton, I had them. I had them going ten and seven. Um, but I just think with with the rookie quarterback, you got to go face Miami twice and Buffalo twice. I think it's going to be a, a tall task for them to even win a game, um, especially with those two defenses. And uh, I just, I don't, I can't see Mac Jones, you know, lighting it up and winning a game for him. I. And I don't think the defense is good enough to stop Buffalo twice. There's a defense good enough to stop Tua twice, maybe, but I don't think um, Mac Jones will be. I don't think he'll win them games. I think he's just good enough right now as a rookie to keep their offense to score points, but not win them games. 
Second place, I have the Dolphins at 10 and 7. Um, I think they're another bubble wildcard team like they were last year. If Tua takes a step up, maybe they're better. Um, their defense is very good. Their coach is very good. They have weapons. They're off, their receiving core got better when they brought in um, the rookie from Alabama. Um, so I think they'll be good, but I, I don't think they'll win the division. And obviously, I have Buffalo winning the division at uh, 13 and 4. I think Buffalo will be in the AFC Championship game again. Uh, they're just the best. They have this, I think they have the second best roster in the AFC behind the Chiefs. Um, it's also the second, probably the second best offense too. Um, but yeah, I have Buffalo going 13 to four. I think they do go to the AFC championship again. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty close with you. I got the jets is going uh four, four and 13 as well. J E T S jets, 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 four and 13 this year. Um, I think they'll win at least one division game. Um, could be an upset. Who knows? Um, definitely won't go 0 and 6 though in that division. Um, but in my second to last team, I have the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins take a huge step back this year. I don't think two is going to be that very good. Um, if if they start off pretty rocky, I do see them trading for Deshaun Watson pretty fast. Um, but I have the Dolphins going eight and nine. Third place, or I guess second place, sorry. Um, I got the Patriots going 10 and 7 this year under Mac Jones. Oh, wow. I think Mac Jones is going to be an electric factory out there. Um, possible rookie of the year, you know, because of that 10 and 7 record. I think he's going to have the best record as a as a rookie QB, obviously because Justin Fields isn't playing. Um, but Mac Jones is going to light it up, dude. Bill Belichick made that move for a reason. Uh, I think he sees something special over there. Um, and then the Bills I have going 12 and 5. Um, I think they're going to be somewhat pretty, pretty similar to they were last year. Um, so I don't think, you know, anybody's going to be too wowed by them this year. All right. I'm now let's go to NFC least who I still think is the worst division in football. Uh, I'll go second worst division in football to the AFC South. No. Yeah, AFC South, because I got the Jags and the the Texans. But the AFC, NFC least, I have the Eagles in last place at 5-12. and 12. I just think their roster is just horrendous, and I don't think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to help them win that many games. Even though he did play well last year, I don't think he's going to make him a playoff team. There's no way. Their defense is too bad. Uh, they do have some weapons on – they have a good running back. But I did, don't trust the receivers. I feel like they did every time I think of an Eagles receiver, I think it drops and can't catch a football. So I just don't think the Eagles would be very good. And in third place, I have the Giants at seven and ten. Uh, I think they'll win, honestly win seven games strictly off of Saquon Barkley and their defense. And their defense was pretty good last year. They used to pass rush was. I think Saquon being healthy could help him help Daniel Jones take some burden off. I just don't trust Daniel Jones to win a lot of games. I don't. I think I think this is might be the last year that he is a for sure um, starter. I can see them if they do, you know, worse than seven and ten, that you know maybe they look into going after another quarterback or even an older quarterback and bring him in and uh, 
see if they can, you know, win. Um, tied for first in the NFC East, I have the Dallas Cowboys at 10 and 7. I have them at 10 and 7. I don't trust their defense at all, especially last year. They were the worst defense in the NFL. Micah Parsons, I think, was a big pickup. I think he'll be a huge, possibly a defensive rookie of the year. Um, but I think their offensive weapons are just – they're too good. I mean, there's so many guys all over the field that I think could score points. I think if they're going to win – if they're going to win 10 games, I think they're going to win 35 to 25 – or 35 to 28, 42 to 38. I think they're going to be shootouts, but I think they're up. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. I think their offense is too good for them not to have a winning record. So I think they'll go 10 and 7. And I think they're going to tie with the Washington football team, who I think is a top to bottom roster wise, is the best roster in this division. Their defense is uh, top notch. I think they'll be a top five defense this year. Uh, and I think the pickup of uh, uh, Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzmagic will get them to win the division outright and um, get them back to the playoffs. I think they're good enough to go back to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the Redskins. Um, I think they'll be back in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got a tie for last place in the uh, NFC lease. I've got the giants and the Eagles both going six and 11. Um, obviously the giants are going to fight you know, in that whole clubhouse the whole year. Um, so don't have any faith in the Giants. Don't bet on the Giants <laughs> all year. Um, the Eagles are going to go 6-11. and 11. I'm interested to see what Hurts uh, does this year because mm-hmm. um, he does work his tail off, dude. You got to give credit to the guy. So, I mean, hopefully it, you know, pays off for him. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Devontae Smith get out there and see if he can work any of that Heisman magic in the NFL. Um, then I've got the Cowboys going 8-9. and nine. Um, the Cowboys never have a winning record and with the 17 game season, it's impossible to go 500. And so they will not go 500. They will go at least eight, and nine, um, possibly seven and 10, same Dallas Cowboys we see every year. Um, and then I've got the Redskins going 10 and seven. I think the Redskins are going to be nice, dude. Could be, could be 11 and six. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. that defense is nasty. Ron Rivera is a great coach and fits magic. It's a little bit of magic back there. It's all they need. It's a little bit of that beard. There you go. Um, so that's our NFC, AFC East picks. Um, starting, so we were talking about this earlier before that we started recording. We forgot that Monday is Labor Day. Um, so uh, we're going to release this, the podcast on Tuesday next week. And then we're also going to really – that's going to be the AFC West, NFC West, which I think possibly could be the two best divisions of football. And then the next uh, – on Thursday, we're going to do the AFC, NFC North. And we're also going to make our picks and bets for week one of the NFL season. Can't believe I'm saying week one of the NFL season. I feel like we've been fucking waiting forever for this. But week one is just around the corner. Dude, I had my fantasy draft today, um, literally in the van while I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I absolutely just robbed people today. It's magical. Yeah, I got I got two fantasy drafts this weekend. I have one on Sunday night, and that's going to be a big one. And then Sunday or Monday morning, I have another one. 
So it's going to be, yeah, I'm just going to be pretty much just drunk from yeah. sa- uh, Sunday night to Monday morning, the same thing, and then just ride it out all the way. To, yeah. And then just slowly just have a beer every night until Thursday night football. And then just go all in. I mean, I feel I'm, I'm almost a little annoyed because I feel like the Raiders play on Monday night football every year. So I have to wait an extra day to watch them play. But, you know, hey, that's what happens. You know, you're the Raiders. Everyone hates the Raiders. So they always put them the last game of the year, the last game of the week every year. So, hey, I'll take it. doesn't matter. Are you guys Monday night first week? Yeah, Monday night against the Ravens. It's going to be a good one. Legion Stadium. It's going to be packed. It's going to be great. So that's what we got. Um, Sterniacs, thanks for listening. Oh, one more thing. I said in the intro, I'll let Peyton um, – let you guys know what he was doing last night. The reason why we couldn't record last night. Peyton, you want to take it away? Yeah. I mean, sim- simple as going to the good old Mariners game <laughs> and getting absolutely trashed, dude. But worst part about it, I woke up this morning, got to work, fucking thir- put in 13 hours today. Yeah. Oof. So right back to the grind. Did the I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch the Mariners because I could give a fine fuck about the Mariners. Did they win? They did win, dude. They beat the Astros. I got to see one of my buddies, uh, Brandon Belak. Maybe we can get him on here. Yeah. Uh, played with him a little bit of college summer ball, Notre Dame guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty sweet, dude. The 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 away bullpen at Safeco. Yeah. T-Mobile Park, but Safeco to me. Yeah. Um, the bullpen, dude, you can literally, like, it's fucking right there. Like, you, you can, can walk up. Dude, you can literally walk up to it, and the dude's warming up. I could freaking high-five him damn near. <laughs> You can slap them like, in the back of the head. <laughs> I couldn't imagine a playoff game there. Like, yeah. and, you know, reliever warming up late in the game with just fans just laying Fuck. into it. Yeah, right exactly. There. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, like two feet. I'm talking two, three feet away. Yeah. Um, also, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball stuff on um, on Tuesday. Uh, a bunch of uh, wild cards are starting to line up and figure out who the teams are going to be in the wild card. And there was also some, some changes to uh, – some divisions the last couple of weeks, last couple of days, actually, uh, with the Dodgers going out in front and the Yankees kind of tailing off of their hot streak. So we'll, we'll touch on that uh, next week. So, but Sterniacs, watch football, take our bets. I feel like our bets total, I think, are damn near close to 100%. If not 100%, they're like 85. I feel like we only missed a couple. Can you combine? I think we're at like 75, which is solid, man. Which is solid. You're right. you're winning. You're making money. You're not losing money. You're making you're a lot of money. You're, you're making, making a money. lot of money. So uh, anything three, over 55 here, we're making money. There you go. Uh, so just reiterate my three-team parlay for college football, Wisconsin, Bama, Fresno State. Uh, Peyton's two-team parlay was Friday night. He took North Carolina and he took Duke. Minus six, minus six, North Carolina. Duke money line against Charlotte. Yeah. Superior. Light beer, less filling, great testing, Michelob Ultra. Get a lot of them in you this weekend. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Sterniacs, watch the college football. See you on Tuesday. <laughs>